0: some things I want to talk on for the next two weeks, probably. Uh, And it's called Anchor. And it's finding assurance in God's promises. And so that's what we're going to look at, is how can we trust the Word of God? You see, because sometimes it feels like we're just out here in this big, empty space, and life just keeps... Tossing us wave after wave and storm after storm and we're trying to figure out how to even navigate this mess. And when a, when, a, when a storm comes up or you need to settle in place when you're on a boat. Tanner told me he got to drive a boat on his vacation. But when you want to settle down and you need to settle on something, you drop anchor. And it goes down to the bottom and it finds what it can hold on to well today what we're going to look at is when we're dealing with uncertainty feelings we're looking at all these things we're going to look at the Word of God as our anchor see if you don't have an anchor it doesn't do any good to have a a rope (laughs) you know it just floats behind you you have to have something that's going to get to the root to the bottom, to the bedrock of something. And the Word of God will get to the bedrock. Now, people say a lot of things, well, I don't read my Bible much anymore, and I just read books. Those are, oh, those are all good. But I'm telling you, you will never, ever find anything more sure in your life as a believer wow. as the Word of God. Wow. Amen. And we know that Jesus is the Word. We know that. But God also left us an instruction booklet. Go to Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, verse, I think, 2? Yeah. Uh, Oh, it did verse 1. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. My son, if you'll receive my words, and I hide my commandments within you. So what is he instructing us here? Receive my word. Now, we know that sometimes God speaks spiritually to us, and that's a word from God to us. But when he was writing here, that wasn't what he was talking about. He was talking about the word that you can hold. Whether it's on a phone, a tablet, a book. Ted and I go back and forth all the time. He says, man, I like my, I like my paper in my hand. I said, I like my iPad. <laughs> that's, that's just the pastoral debate we have a lot. He said, my son, if you'll receive my words... And hide my commandments within you so that you will incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you will cry out for knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver, I believe he's trying to tell us how important the word is here. If I told you there was a silver mine in your backyard, I bet you'd go home and dig for it. You'd go home and want to find that. Why don't we treat God's Word the same way? We, we, you know, we come in, we, we, we pick it up maybe once during the week. I have known believers that didn't do that. That the only time they really read the Word was either on the screen on Sunday morning or on their tablet. Folks, you can't live that way. Look what he says. He says, Incline your ear. That means rest back. Lay it to me. He said, "My word. Seek it like silver. It's wisdom." He said, "Seek it like silver, and search for her as hidden treasures." The word's important. He says, "Take the word and and hunt for it, like there's hidden." We need to pick up our Bibles every day. Like there is a treasure hidden in, because there is. There'll never be more. You'll hey, there's a treasure in here, and we need to pick it up every day. Like I'm going to digging. Today's the day I'm going to find that word from God that I need. I'm going to find what He had to say to me. I'm going to find the promise that He has promised me, and I'm going to take it. I'm going to find it. See, if you knew that where the Treasure chest of gold was buried. You wouldn't quit till you dug deep enough. If we know all the promises of God are here, why do we quit before we find them? Well, I don't understand it. it's so... Listen, you forget what church you're in. Find a version you like. Find one. (laughs) Find one you can understand. Pick it up, his word. He said, search for it as hidden. Well, I never, listen, this is not, okay. This is not condemning you. No, let me rephrase that, Rick. I'm not condemning anyone, but if the word convicts you, that's okay. (laughs) Pick up, well, I'm not judging you. I'm not saying, I don't know who reads their Bible and who don't, but I'm telling you this, he told me to search it like it's silver, to dive into it like it's a hidden treasure, Pastor Dave. And I am going to get into that word like I, well, I don't have time. You don't have that excuse. You know why, Linda? You can bring your Bible up and hit a little triangle at the bottom of it. It'll read, your phone will read it to you. I would say we used to have Bible on tape. Some people in here don't know what tape is anymore. (laughs) Now you don't even say you got it on CD because most people don't even know what CDs are anymore. Get it on a thumb drive. But every app will read to you. I get up in the morning, Dee's sitting in there having coffee. There's some strange man talking through my house. Why? Because she's reading the Word. She's letting it read to her as she reads. We got to, man, if we don't understand. uh, If we don't start this, younger adults and, and younger ones in here, start today because there is a treasure in here that will change your life forever. Look what happens when we hunt for it like treasure. He says, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. God has equipped us with every tool that you need for victory. First, he gave us salvation. God made us right with him. He, he sent Jesus. Now there's no division. There's no uh, a separation between us and God. He put the Holy Spirit in us. The moment we said yes to salvation, Holy Spirit moved into your life. You have the presence of God in your life right now. It's not something to be obtained. It is something that you have. And I say it, I'm not talking about Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the presence. Holy Spirit is he. It's already something, the presence of God is already something you have in your life you you he's already given it to you and then lastly he gave us his word the word can transform our lives yeah. if we'll allow the author yeah. to speak yeah. Yeah. let me say it again the word will transform our lives if we'll allow the author to speak sometimes we just read it because well it's my Christian duty I'm I'm just going to grab it and I'm going to read a few verses and I can go away going, good boy, I read. I didn't treasure hunt. I didn't treasure hunt. I just let it hit my eyes. You know, like you used to do in college. I've been there. Then I would go to Bible college and every class you had a book to read. Man, I remember sitting the night before the final, Steve, and just... It hit my, the words hit my eyes. Grace, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) The words hit my eyes, but I didn't let it penetrate me. But I had to check off that answer. I read the book. And half the time we treat the Word of God that way too. We let it hit our eyes. Now next week we'll talk a little bit more about the parable of the sower. You do realize in the parable of the sower what he sowed. It says he sowed the word, and some of it fell on good ground, some of it fell on hard-headed ground. That's what he says, hard ground. He thought I was talking about him. Some of it falls on hard ground, and, it, and when the sun comes up, it doesn't, because it had no root in the life, it dries up. That's what we do a lot of time. We we take the word in, but we don't allow it to take up root in our life. And then when the hard times come and difficulty comes, that word dries up and it doesn't produce what it's supposed to produce in our life because I'd have put it with a hard head. Go to James chapter 1. We're going to look at the transforming power of the word of God. I know... It was like, well, this is not usually what you teach and kind of stuff on Sunday. But this is what every Sunday crowd needs. (laughs) You need the Word, Becky. James chapter 1, he said, be doers of the Word. That's a little W there. So he's not talking about Jesus. Be doers of the Word. Well, how can you be a doer of the Word if you don't know what the Word says? It's like trying to put it together. Have you ever put something together from Ikea? That's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I know I don't put it together, right, because there's always parts left over. But how if I don't sit down with those instructions, and men are horrible at this, I can figure it out. Oh, it got quiet. The ladies are all saying yes, and the men are just looking at me like, man, come on. <laughs> we look at the Word, and, 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 and so we look at this thing, and we try to build it without the, instru- the instructions are sitting right here. And Kevin, I can't tell you how many times I got frustrated, mad, wanting to break whatever I had in my hand. <laughs> Don't look at me. I know you've done it. Wanting to break whatever I had in my hand, all because I was too stubborn to pick up the instructions. Why in the world do we try to go through life the same way? We bump our heads and we bump our heads and we bump our heads and we bump our heads heads, all because we refuse to pick up the instructions. It takes a little time. It takes a little effort. It takes a little struggle. It's dedication. But if you knew there was a treasure, you'd go find it. be doers of the word i probably lost your place okay be doers of the word and not hearers only so if i just hear it and i don't do it what am i doing i'm deceiving myself see it's not enough for you just to come in here and hear me and him and him and her it's not enough verse 23 For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man viewing his natural face in a mirror. He views himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. We look at the word. See, er, everything that the word says about us, how he's created us for victory, how he's made us for victory, but if we're not a doer of the word, what it is is we'll look at that and see everything he's created us to be and then we walk out here and forget about it because life got hard, life got difficult, and we forget that we are created for victory. We forget that we are created for <laughs> overcoming. We forget that we were created to be better than we are today and better than we were yesterday. We forget it. We hear the word and we go away and for. What's a mirror do? There's two things. One, it shows you what you look like, but also shows you some things that might need fixed. I know we live in a society where they don't think they have to fix anything. But I'm not like that. Pastor Ted, I know I've got some things in my life to fix, but if I'm not a doer of the word, I look at it and I got a hair out of place. That's what I did in the mirror this morning. You did too, some of you. I'm just looking around the room. We went into the mirror. We saw ourselves. We made everything right. I got out a razor, got real close to the mirror, trimmed my lines up, make sure everything's lining up right. It's the words the same way. We're supposed to look at it. Not only do we go out and do what it says we are, but we look at it, and it shows us what's out of place. And it's like I walk into the mirror, and I saw that my hair is this. Okay? Anybody's hair ever been this? Some of you all haven't seen your hair do this in a long time. All right. And my hair is this, and I go... Man, I need to fix that. And I show up for church thinking everything's cool and y'all are looking at me like I just rolled out of bed because I did. Because I looked into what should have changed me and I didn't make the necessary changes. The word's the same way. Not only do we go out and do what it says we should do, but we look at it and it says, hey, this is out of place. This is out of place. And then what I do, I dig for the treasure to find what sets it right. And when I set it right, then I go out and I do what the Word says. Let's go back into James. Where do we leave off? I say uh, verse 25. But whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty. Hey, Galen, we know he's not talking about the Mosaic law here. (laughs) He said the perfect... Law of liberty. soever so looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, there's the next step, Jody. It's not good enough to look in it, but you've got to keep doing it. This is a lifestyle change. The Word of God is a lifestyle change and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but doer of the work. What's it say about this man? He is blessed in all his deeds. Well, I just wanna be blessed. I just wanna be blessed. I just wanna be blessed. Pick it up and find it. Pick it up and find it, then go get it. Then start doing it, start being it. Pick it up. We're waiting on some big supernatural blessing to drop. We're waiting for a dog to show up with a bag of money in its mouth, ring our doorbell, and we don't pick up the word and say, okay, what does he say about giving? What does he say about receiving? Because let me tell you, there's an art to receiving as much as there is an art to giving. If you don't know how to receive, Come on. <laughs> people say, well, I know how to receive. No, you don't. Because when somebody comes up and wants to bless you, you go, oh, I'm not worthy. Come on. I'm not worthy, I ain't nobody. Yes, you are, you're a child of God. And he said, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men, shall men give to your bosom. So why should I be embarrassed? Because somebody blesses me. Listen, we're not talking about walking around flying jets and everything else. I don't care about that. If, If God blesses you enough to get a jet, good on you. Pick me up, we'll go to the beach. (laughs) Listen, I don't care. Y'all are freaking out too much. Because all these uh, big preachers has got big things. Either we're freaking out or we're jealous. wonder which it is. (laughs) Because the word works. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together, running over. Right. He said, give and he says, all these blessings will come on you and overtake you. Right. But you don't know that if you don't dig. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're a prosperity preacher. Prosperity's in the Bible. Yeah, and just like everything else, anything can be misused, can be abused, and can be taken wrong so, uh, I man, I had no ideas getting into that, but there you go. But if we look and become a not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, it says, we are blessed in all our deeds. So why do we struggle?, yeah, I'll tell you why we struggle. We want the benefits of the word without having to change from the word remember it's a mirror not only shows you who you are so you can go out and be that but it also shows you what's wrong so you can go and change that what it is we want the benefits of the word without the work these are the works that james same same book he told us was there these are the works what's the works the works is doing the word of god Put, put it all together, it all makes sense. It's doing the word of God. When we look at Scripture and see what God is like, how he feels about us, how he sees us, and we look at him, then we become changed. We're something I wrote down. It might be on there. It might be on there. We are not changed. By our own resolve or dedication. You're not changed by your own willpower. It's the word. And by the power of the word abiding in us. Remember, Jesus said or He said, If you abide in me and my word abides, it has to live in us. Go to Psalms nineteen. Psalm nineteen you good hey this is this is just a victory course. it's all it is Amen. That's right. I think we need to get back to the word look at it with love yeah. look at it with passion. It, it is a love letter to you it's a letter of your victory if you knew your rich uncle called you to the lawyer's office after his death you're going there looking for something well the God of the universe has called you into his court and he has handed you his will and said everything you need is right there. But unless you read it you'll miss out and you'll live like a pauper when he's made you a prince. Everybody good right? Verse 7 of Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the Lord is sure making the wise simple the statutes of the Lord are right rejoicing the heart the commandment of the Lord is enlightening the eyes the Word of God should be challenging us and it should be changing us but there's a there's a process that happens There's a a transformation process is first the Word has to excite us. If the Word doesn't excite us, we won't be transformed by it. So I think we need to ask ourselves, Sheila, when's the last time we really got excited about just sitting down with the Word? Not doing our Christian duty because everybody can do that. (laughs) When's the last time it excited us? See, the transformation process starts when I become excited about the Word, I see it's starting to change me. If I'm not excited about it, it doesn't change me. The Word, it tastes sweet. We experience pleasures from it. We begin to grasp the magnitude of who God is and what God was. But just like the writer said, he said, your Word was sweet in my mouth what he say when it went to his stomach? It was bitter. Why? Because not only does it, does it excite us but the word changes us and change sometimes Galen is not fun. Sometimes change hurts. If you want, to do a, you want to understand this do a real quick Reese and I were talking about it this week do a real quick study on a caterpillar you know those little furry things? Caterpillar changing to a butterfly and see the process that that worm actually goes through to become what it is. That's what the word does to us. And it hurts sometimes, Pastor Dave. It tells me that, ooh, I've got some things in my life. And so what happens is we begin to experience the uncomfortableness. Of change and usually this is where we quit John when it starts getting uncomfortable we're like but see the blessing is those who do it who stay in it who not just hear it but they say I'm gonna stay here till the process is done I'm gonna stay here till all this stuff is worked out until what the old me was is completely destroyed and is now a glob of gl- bleh. <laughs> Study caterpillars, you'll understand what, I'm, what that means. And the new me has to arise. The word transforms us. Once it excites us, get ready, it's gonna challenge you. And if the word doesn't challenge us, we're not taking it. We're doing little, we're doing little surface mining hoping we'll find the, the seam. Despite the pain that comes with change, we have to pursue transformation. If we're going to fulfill the destiny that God has for our lives. St. John of the Cross said in his book, his Collected Works, he said the purpose of the word is to impart and infuse the life of God where the soul is not prepared for this or has things in opposition to it, the word comes as a fire and burns the soul. He said, Where we're not prepared. We're not ready for this. It's a fire and it hurts. But what does fire do? Thank you. And that's when we look at the awe-inspiring God. So, real quick, real quick. Why do we struggle? Because we all have an inner war going on. We all have an inner war that's happening to us. And if you were here Wednesday night, you heard a lot about this. Go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, be not conformed to the world, but be what? transformed by what renewing of your mind so be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of the mind so what renews our mind so that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God back to James chapter 1 we're almost there this is why we struggle with this well, the word's boring. Well, that's our problem. We want to be entertained. I'm not advising you to watch this movie. <laughs> Do what you want. I don't care. But there's a movie called The Ballad of something Scruggs. L- L- huh? Buster Scruggs. It's a series of stories, westerns. The last one, I'm not telling you to watch it, I'm just saying I've seen it. The last one is an old man by himself searching for gold. And what he goes through, all the way up to the end of even being shot trying to get it. It's not a happy movie, okay, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> but, I, but I thought about that when I was ministering this is we, we would never do that because we have been so blessed in our own particular society. We want for nothing. You say, well, I want this and I want... Okay, but your need, you got a roof over your head. Work in a harvest house for a little bit. You'll see not everybody has what you have. And so when it's not convenient, when I can't Google it, I want to dig into this because we want to be entertained. We want story and not reality. James chapter 1 verse 6, but let him ask in faith without wavering, for he who wavers is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed with the wind. Now look what he says about being indecisive. Okay, here's, here's, what, here's the answer for you and I being indecisive. And this is the inner war that we all struggle with. Let not that man think he'll receive anything from God. A double-minded man is unstable. In all these, When we are left to our own thoughts, our own thoughts will betray us. When we're left to our own thoughts, our own thoughts will betray us. This is why he says that we need the word. Well, how much do I need the word? Go to Joshua chapter 1. Verse 8. Let the book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Meditate. Mutter. That's what that word meditate means. Mutter, to say it over and over and over again. This book of the law shall not depart out of your but meditate in it how long? Meditate in it day and night so that you may act a court carefully accordingly to all that is written in it for then you'll what? You'll make your way successful and you'll be wise. So where's success even lie? in the word and when you are working out the word this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may be careful to do all that is written in it for then then you'll make your way successful then one translation says then you'll have good luck (laughs) you'll make your way successful see our thoughts we got to get a hold of this We need to replace our thoughts. Holy Spirit said something to me this morning. A question that I want to ask of you. And I want to, I'll have to explain it. What lies have you believed about yourself this week? What lies? Well, I haven't believed any lies about myself, sure you have. They didn't care about me enough to even do. I wonder if anybody even thinks about me. You think it'll ever get better? I don't think it'll ever get better. Lies. You've got to replace those with the word of God. What does God's word say about you? And we all have an inner war going on, Linda, where we believe lies about ourselves. Well, nobody loves you. You don't have friends. The Word tells us something totally different than that. But if we don't get into this thing and meditate on it day and night to where his... The the last song that we sang, Abba, can you bring it up? Who's on on the screen back there? Okay, Bobby. Bobby, bring up that song, Abba, real quick. We'll get back to these scriptures keep going I want to go to that keep going keep going one more we sang it we We sang it but does it really mean something to us your thoughts define me not my thoughts But what we try to do is live out our whole life on our own thinking. Well, how do I know his thoughts, Stanley? The Word. It's only in the Word. Your thoughts define me. You're inside me. Well, how's he inside me? In his Word. Why, David said, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin. You mean if I put the Word in me? It'll even stop me from sinning. It's what David said. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Amen. Everything you need is right here. There's nothing else. This is your roadmap to success in your life. The word of God. I... Rick, one thing I'll never be ashamed of is somebody calling me a word preacher. I've had people say, you use too many scriptures when you preach. That's all right. Because if I came in here and give you one scripture, that's like telling you to stand on, that's like telling Mike Kelly to stand up and stand on one leg and say, Braden, go push him down. It'd be easy. Because nobody's real stable on one leg. That's what the Word does. If I got one scripture I'm standing on, great. But that's like a one-legged man. You're gonna push him over. But imagine if I got more scriptures. Now my base widens. Football players in here, what'd they tell you to do with your base? Wide base. Wide base. So we'd get down. I'm not gonna bend my knees cause, you know, that hurts. <laughs> So now, I've got a couple more scriptures to stand on. I'm gonna be harder to push over. So now, Braden, he still may get me. Him and his 12 year old self, 13, whatever he is. He still may get me, but I tell you what, if I got, if I got a couple more words in me, then I'm more like this. You ain't gonna push me over. It's not going to happen. Why? Because I have a base. That's all the word is. It is a base. Y'all never thought you'd see me up here like this, did you? It's a base. These like, now get up. Like that. (laughs) The word is your base. And the more you have, the sturdier you are. This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may do according to exactly what is written therein and then you'll make your way successful and you'll be wise. First Corinthians chapter 10, I'm going to close here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not of the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So what are the strongholds in our life? Well, he tells us what strongholds are we think it's some big demon it's not the strong the biggest stronghold in your life is not the devil fighting you are you with me casting down imaginations thoughts and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity This is what the Word does. When you, to the obedience of Christ, when you grab your imaginations, you grab those thoughts, those lies that you've believed about yourself this week, and you replace them with what God says, you replace them with the Word, then you add to your base and you won't be easily knocked over. But if you let your mind run away with you, you let your mind just run rampant, Man, you can get depressed real fast. You get down in the mully grubs, as they used to say. Just down, out. Why? Because I didn't control my thought life. My thoughts are mine to control. And I'm going to replace everything that said, if God says, I will bless you, And my thought says you're going to be broke all the days of your life. i I got to figure out, am I going to believe a lie? Or is God's word true? So I'm going to replace something. I'm either going to replace the word of God with my own thoughts. And our own thoughts will betray us. Or I'm going to replace my thoughts with the word of God. bringing every thought into captivity of the abundance of Christ. Now look what he says here. And being ready to punish all disobedience. He's talking he's still on the mindset of your he's still on the subject of your brain, of your thoughts. Punish all disobedience when your obedience is complete. I'm going to leave you right here. We've sang this song before. But there's a song by Godfrey Bertel, B-I-R-T-A-I-L-L. It says, do you believe what I believe about you? With delight, I'm si- it's all scripture, I'm singing over you. Like a bridegroom to his bride, like a father to his precious child, forever we belong together. So let me ask you, do you believe about yourself what God believes about you? Well, I don't know what God really believes about me. Then it's time to go treasure hunting. It's time to dig, chase it like silver, hunt the word down, and it will transform your life. Amen? Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. We glorify and magnify you in the beauty of your holiness. We thank you that you gave us your word and it will forever change us. And now, Father, let us go right now and be forever changed, replacing our betraying thoughts with the thoughts that you have planted and placed in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, before you run, I, if you need prayer today, prayer for healing, prayer, uh, uh, if you need to know God like you've never known him before, I've got some fantastic people here that's ready to pray with you. We're not going to do this big, long altar call where we're going to force you and pressure you to come up here, but if you need prayer and you want prayer, please, come and pray with them. Um. Uh, Chris, is it okay if I pray with you? Will you just stand up, please? Chris has got some things going on in surgery this week, right? Uh, surgery this week. Hey, Jerry, put your hand on your wife's back. Doc, Steve, just lay hands on her, too. Let's just pray. stretch your hands over to uh, Chris right now. Chris and Jerry are two, two of the new members that's here at the church. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak life, health, and healing over her body. We thank you, Father, for good doctors and good nurses. We thank you, Father, for complete restoration. And, Father, for quick, speedy recovery in her body right now. And, Father, we agree together with her as a family, saying the word of God says, By your stripes she is healed. And we take that now in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Listen come pray with these guys don't forget we leave here we go right down the street we walk in and whether you hang around for a while or no matter what you do let's support our own youth minister here all right go in get some uh, get some spaghetti spend some time it's right here at Pritchard Laughlin the spaghetti dinner is by donation So get ready to give him something. Keep him gunning. So these guys are here to pray for you. We love you.